Welcome to another episode of the Student Manager. It's Fonger News and joining me, a student manager himself at Marquette University in Milwaukee, Ryan McMullen, who is, I think you are a sophomore, correct? Yeah, sophomore. We have yep. Ryan McMullen, sophomore, Marquette University, student manager, now originally from Boston. What brought you all the way out to Milwaukee from Boston? When I initially toured Marquette, I absolutely loved the campus. I loved the city feel, and I knew I wanted to go to a basketball-centered school, so it was just a perfect fit for me. And besides Marquette, uh, I mean, was there any other options out there, or was like Marquette the number one? I mean, right now, people are getting their acceptance notices from all their universities, right? Uh, when you got Marquette, were you waiting for other ones, or were you that, that was kind of the school you wanted to go to? Yeah, so growing up, um, Syracuse was always my dream school. My dad's from Syracuse. Um, I've had cousins and family members go there. So I really wanted to go to Syracuse growing up, and I wanted to try to get into Newhouse, which is very prestigious. And so I applied. I didn't get in. Um, and then Marquette was definitely my number two. And once I, got, once I found out I got into Marquette, I was like, okay, I definitely want to go here. But um, I also like Xavier a lot, too. But since I didn't get into Syracuse, Marquette was definitely the number one choice. And your major's journalism. So obviously Syracuse is well known for, for journalism, the new house. Uh, but you're in the Diedrich College of Communications. Talk to us about the journalism major and the college at Marquette. Yeah, so the journalism um, college in Marquette is really good. So it starts off, you take a basic level of journalism, and then you go into Photoshop. Um, Adobe Premiere. So you learn how to do audio and video journalism. And then um, last semester, I took a class on print journalism, which was really interesting. And my professor kind of gave us assignments where we would have to go out and find a story ourselves, interview people ourselves. So it was a real, real world experience. And this semester, I'm working on news broadcasting in my journalism class. So they get a, it's a very well-rounded journalism program here at Marquette. The project that you did uh, last semester, what was it? Um, so I had to do a project on something within the local Milwaukee community, whether it be a nonprofit or a homeless shelter. So I did a homeless shelter and I interviewed some of their staff members on how their homeless shelter was doing with COVID and obviously the challenges of funding and stuff like that. So it was really interesting to hear how difficult it was for them within the past two years with the pandemic going on and just seeing how they've recovered from that. And for the broadcasting What's going to be your assignment? Um, so I haven't really found out our exact assignment yet, but I know we're going in. They have like a official TV studio in Johnson Hall, which is our Diedrich College of Communication building. So I know we're going to be doing stuff, um, putting it on air on Marquette TV and stuff like that. But we haven't gotten any assignments yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. So what do you love about Marquette? Like, talk to me. I've had one guest on about a year and a half ago, and he was in a fraternity. Actually, he hated Marquette when he first went there. He was from Southern California. He was going to come back, and he, his parents made him stick it out, and he did. And he just loves Marquette now. But what do you love about Marquette? Kind of walk. This is the opportunity to sell Southern California and most of my followers and audience on why Marquette? Uh, Marquette's a really diverse place. So you can go 10 minutes downtown and you're in the center of Milwaukee, or you could go 10 minutes um, westbound and be in like a, sub a suburban area. So I just like how you can really do anything. There's a lot of access. You can take the bus, you can take 
a lot of other different public transportation options to get into the city. So that was a real big thing for me. And then I just also love like the community. I thought it was going to be um, a little more difficult to meet friends with COVID and stuff like that with the restrictions last year. But like some of my best friends I met within the first week of school and we're living together next year and stuff like that. So I just really like the sense of community here at Marquette. I love the location. Um, and I was I literally was built for the winter, I guess, because coming from Boston. So I guess that would be one challenge for those coming from Southern California. But overall, it's just an awesome experience. When I've walked on Marquette University's campus, University of Marquette, it, to me, it's, it's small, right? And I tell people that. I, I, and for those of you that are listening and following that are in Southern California, it's um, not much bigger than, you know, modern day's campus. Uh, there's right. There's like the few dorms when you walk through and then you kind of walk through the little main hallway, the small church, and then you have the bookstore at the very, very front. Right. Am I painting that picture? It, and then right. if you walk off the campus, it, you probably heard about it, but I think there was like a shooting like last week or a couple of weeks ago, like right by Marquette University. So talk about the safety, talk about like why you love it. And, and maybe it's because it's a smaller campus and what you were able to do there. Um, give that perspective. Yeah. So because it's a smaller campus, um, it's still in the city. So there's obviously events that there's a lot of um, violence within the city of Milwaukee. And so um, I would say like Marquette Police Department does a really good job of like sending out like notifications and stuff of like when there's how do I word it? Like a sense of incident, like danger. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But really, it's all about where you go. Like if you know where to go, there's areas like if you go down west on Wisconsin, you know, it could be a da more dangerous area. Whereas if you went east, you're heading into the city more. So it's really about um, sense of location. Right, right. Now, tell us some of your, since you're in the city, what are some of your favorite places to go to? I mean, obviously, and we'll get into the student manager aspect of it, but someone that's just finding out about Marquette for the first time, where do you go out? Where do you like to eat? Where do you, what, what are some of the hot spots? The third ward in Milwaukee is one of the coolest things um, I've seen. You have the public market. There's tons of um, very good restaurants. One of my favorites is in that area called Cafe Benelux. It's an awesome breakfast place. Then you have shopping in that area. Um, and it's just like a really nice place to just go out on the weekends. I like to go there in the fall when it's nice out. You can just sit outside with like friends. And then Third Street, um, right near the Pfizer Forum, has a lot of bars and uh, a big nightlife um, aspect to it. So I like going to both of those spots. So and my daughter just went out there from Madison. I, I know you, you guys probably don't like the University of Wisconsin, uh, right? But she came out to the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks game and they call it, is it the Deer District? Is that what they call it? Yeah, the Deer District. Okay. Yep. So uh, is that more like college students or college students plus young adults, people that are, are from the Milwaukee area as well? Yeah, I would definitely say it's a younger scene, especially when they made the when the Bucks won the finals and made that right. run. Um, it was mostly college age kids. There was high school kids and then just younger adults just piling in outside the Pfizer Forum. But there were 60,000 people within a pretty small congested area, which is crazy just to think about how like one basketball team can really just transform the city like that. And I wasn't able to come out 
Uh, I was back at home during when they were making the finals run. But my friends who were from the East Coast, West Coast, I had a friend from Florida. They all came back um, for to the Deer District. And they said they loved it. They said it honestly was one of their best <laughs> sports experiences. And then they weren't even in the like inside the Pfizer forum. They just said it was an insane experience. That, that's what I heard. It, but, it um, was yeah. like 60,000, which is basically two basketball arenas all outside, just drinking, whooping it up, having fun. So as a sophomore, um, this is uh, something that we always like to talk about to college students because parents want to hear, students want to hear. At Marquette University, is it easy to have a fake ID? And if so, are there bars? Like, what are some bars that allow the fake IDs, more college students as compared to who's strict, where to stay away from? Gotcha. So, yeah, there's um, because Marquette's in an urban environment, there's plenty of options in Milwaukee. Um, one of my friends, his older brother, like he said that when he was a freshman, there was some spots that he would go to downtown on third Street. And then as he got older, he went to Brady Street, which is more close to um, UW Milwaukee. So I would say Third Street is really popular for um, younger college age kids. And then I would say Brady Street and Water Street has um, some options for like the older college. What's age your kids, favorite place on Third Street? Third Street. Um, I really like this place called Who's on Third. I go there with my friends all the time to just like watch a game. It's great for Sunday football. They have great food. It's just a good environment. And that's probably, I go there with my parents whenever they come out here too. So I'd say that's probably well, my favorite Well, it's spot. funny. Normally I do rapid fire at the end of the podcast, but we could do rapid fire now. So it, it, you answer the question, but maybe you, it, if there's a, even a finer dining place when Mr. and Miss McMullen are in town in Milwaukee, where are they taking you and your friends out? I would say for finer dining, we definitely go to Moe's Steakhouse. Great menu. It's just a very nice environment. Every single time I go there, I'm amazed at how good their steak is. Are you only going there when your parents are in town or somebody's parents are in town? Yeah, for the most part, it is expensive. Um, but if you can go there, like if you're on Marquette's campus and you're only going to be there once, I would highly recommend going to most. And what do you get? I just get a filet. That's normally what Late I Late night munchies. Where's Ryan going or where are most students going for late night munchies? They might have had a night out on the town partying or you're just hungry where are they going so we actually have a place called real chili um here on campus and it's open till i think three or four in the morning and that place is every friday or saturday night when you walk by it there is a huge line to get in there and it's just like a late night chili spot they play good music um and it's quick and easy so i'd say uh Real chili is probably my go-to spot for late night. Uh, let's talk about waking up on the weekend. People are hungover. Where's like the best breakfast place or where are people at Marquette going to get breakfast if they're hungover or they're just waking up and like, I'm hungry? Yeah. So if you're waking up hungover, I would say Broyo, um, which is an option right next to Real Chili here on campus. It's very good. It's cheap. You can get, um, I think it's like two pancakes, two eggs, and bacon for $7.90, $7.95. It's just a great, great option for price-wise. Um, but I would say if you're willing to spend the money, I would either go to Toast, which is in the third ward, or Cafe Benelux, which is also in the third ward. One place is hyped up too much where, where you, we want to stay away from. Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> hyped up. Um, I would say the Mecca. It's right outside of the Pfizer Forum. It's um, 
they had like a huge patio for the deer district overlooking the deer district. It's good, but at the same time, it's very, very pricey just because it's like right next to the Pfizer forum. So I would say, I would say that's pretty overrated. In terms of academics, what's the size of one of your average classes? So in the journalism, in my journalism classes, I would say the average size is around 18 to 24, somewhere around there. And then in my communications classes, um, if I'm taking like a general communication class, it can be from 60 to 100. But if I'm taking a communication studies class, which is my minor, I would say it's around 20 to 25. What do you not like about Marquette University? I'd say the winters are tough. I, although I'd say, I said earlier that I'm built for the winter. <laughs> It is longer winter here in Milwaukee than it is in Boston. Like there'll Wait, be spans it's around. longer in Milwaukee than in Boston. I would say the winters are longer here Explain. in Milwaukee than Boston. There's stretches um, here in Milwaukee where I won't see the grass for about a month just because it would, it'll snow for say two days at a time and then it'll stop and then it won't be warm enough to melt the snow and then the next snowstorm comes and then it piles on and on. Whereas Boston, it could like there was a day, I think my senior year where it snowed, I think, eight inches. And then two days later, it rained and went away. You would have no idea that we didn't have school two days ago because of snow. So I just think it's a longer winter. And is it gray a lot? Is it dark? Does it rain? I, mean, um, I wouldn't say it's, it's pretty sunny, to be honest. The only thing that um, is definitely worth noting is you get the wind off of Lake Michigan which is pretty strong. But for the most part, I'd say it's sunny during. Uh, you know what? Winter. You hit on a great point. I was just with my daughter uh, from uh, Wisco. And yes, it's very cold, she says. But she said, it is cold, but it's sunny outside as compared to my daughter at Washington, where it's raining gray and dark and miserable. You never see the sun. So that's a great point because out in uh, Wisconsin, it could be 20 degrees, 30 degrees, and it's sunshine outside. Right. Yeah, I would. I couldn't tell you the last time where it's been gray and snowing, honestly, unless it's like at night and snowing overnight. It's mostly almost every single day is sunny here during the winter. All right. So people that are listening, sometimes they're, they want to go to a school with a football team, right? So how do you and how do your friends overcome not having a football team so let's talk about it. People want to tailgate. They want to get smashed. They want to get hammered. Well, there's no football. So what do you guys do? Like, uh, do you mean like during the fall or just like, what's like a counter? I, I, yes. In the fall, but I know there's basketball, which we'll transition into, but should I, should I, since Marquette doesn't have a football team, should I just stay away from even looking at Marquette? No, definitely not. Um, just because we don't have a football team doesn't mean the school itself doesn't go crazy for other sports. Um, for example, the soccer team, my roommate is a soccer manager. He's the head soccer manager. And they beat number one Georgetown this year in the fall. Completely unexpected. Um, they were faced with adversity. They had like seniors who were injured and stuff like that. And the campus went crazy when they beat number one Georgetown. There was parties, I think, for I'd say like two straight days. It was, I think they won on a Thursday. They had... Friday and Saturday off of practice. And the school was just, it was a lot of fun. So I definitely would say there's other opportunities to go crazy. The basketball games, although I'm a manager, I know a bunch of my friends and buddies go out and drink and get completely hammered <laughs> before the games. Um, 
So I'd say you're really not missing out on an opportunity. Although we don't have a football team, it's not like you're missing out on that. So much. are most people, do they party at like houses, apartments, or do they go to the bars? I would say before Marquette games, a lot of the pre-games are at houses and they have um, day parties or darties. And then I'd say after it's bars. Yeah. Um, But National Marquette Day is like our huge, huge um, day on campus. It's always on a Saturday and we have a home basketball game. And there will be parties starting at like seven. They're darty starting at like seven thirty in the morning. It's just a good environment here on campus. So have we missed? Are, are we coming up to National Marquette Day because we're here in February? This is February frenzy. What I call for college basketball. When is it? Yeah, so it's on Saturday, February twenty sixth. We play Butler at home. Uh, you know, for those that are listening or that want to go visit Marquette University with their with their children, right, and visit and say, should I go to this school or not? That's what we should have came out to Marquette. I visited twice in the summer with my kids. They walked on the campus. They said, this is too small for me. Let's go. Maybe if we would have gone to Marquette National Day in February, it would have been something different. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Last year um, with COVID, obviously, it was a little bit different because we were still allowed to go into the game. We played Xavier, but it wasn't the same experience um, with darties, like with on on Kilbourne Avenue and stuff like that. But this year, it's definitely going to be insane. So let's get into student manager. Obviously, this podcast is called the student manager, and it helps the high school student and parent with the college search admission process. We get into things that we just talked about, uh, but also. I like to have student managers on because it's 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 our own fraternity, right? Speaking of that, you're not in a fraternity, but Marquette does have fraternities. Do you miss that part? Do you have friends that are in the Greek system? And then how do you compare that to what you're doing as a student manager with um, your basketball team and shock coach Shaka Smart? So I have a bunch of friends that are in fraternities here on campus. But it's not like some state schools where you have to be in a fraternity to kind of have like a social life. Um, there's, I, I think it's seven or eight fraternities here on campus. So it provides you a great number of options if you wanted to join Greek life. But at the same time, I also have plenty of friends who still have a lot of fun socially who aren't in um, Greek life. And I would say I agree with your point where you said um, the manager aspect is almost like it's like a fraternity. It's just like a band of brothers who are always together every single day. You get up early, you go to bed late, you do, you work real hard. So I think like you're honestly not missing much um, if you don't join a fraternity, but at the same time, if you do join a fraternity or a sorority here on campus, you're going to have a great time. Do you feel this is a, well, it is a job, but being a student athlete D1, I said it's a full-time job at a university. Do you feel your position is a full-time job with the university in the basketball team? Yes. Yes. I completely think it's a full-time job. Um, there will be some days, no lie, where I'll have twice as much work with the basketball team as I will schoolwork, which is pretty crazy. But it's all about time management. Um, it's not anything that is overwhelming. It can be overwhelming at times, but it's not overwhelming all the time. So. so let's get into your specific responsibilities. What are you doing as their student manager? So for my role with within the program, I mostly work with the director of recruiting, Carl Richburg. Um, I explained this to you last week. So I have an Instagram account called NCA Hoops Now, 
where since ever since seventh grade, I've covered recruiting high school and college basketball. And I reached out to our video coordinator here at Marquette, Deshaun Wells, and we had some mutual connections. So he got me, I came in, I interviewed, I told him like, oh, I do stuff on Instagram. I make graphic designs for recruits when they are dropping their final list or committing. And he was like, okay, that's great. We could definitely use you as more of a guy who can help out with the recruiting aspect. So I do, um, I, a normal day for me is I go in, I chop some film of recruits, whether they played the day before or are playing that day. Um, I organize the schedules of all our recruits and, and I tell the director of recruiting like, okay, we are off this day. Um, we can send these coaches here and we kind of just organize everything so that the coaches can get a smooth, um, a smooth trip to wherever they're going to see a recruit. Do you get paid for this? Yeah. Yep. So explain to the audience followers, because I was on um, a half scholarship at Long Beach State. And I think today, I think most people I talk to, coaches and managers, they're getting like an hourly or it's a stipend. Walk us through that. Yeah. So here at Marquette, we get a we get paid biweekly. So for your first year, it starts off as I think $300 per month. So you get 150 biweekly, and then I think it increases every year that you stick with the program. And what do you want to do? I mean, you're a student manager now, you're a journalism major. What do you want to, for those that are forward thinking, what do you want to do when you graduate? Ultimately, when I am done here at Marquette, I definitely want to enter as a graduate assistant um, at a school and just kind of learn more about coaching and get into a program even more than being a manager. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. Many head coaches now are grad assistants at one point or another. So I think it's a, the best opportunity for me to stay within the college basketball industry. And for those of you that don't know, Marquette University's coach is Shaka Smart in his first year from VCU. And then that's where he made his name. And then obviously went to the University of Texas, uh, now having a successful start at uh, Marquette University, where the Warriors are 16 and 7, third place in the Big East, have a big game tonight at Connecticut, number 24 Marquette at number 17 Connecticut. What's one or two things that you can take away that you've learned from Coach Smart? I would say the importance of energy is definitely the biggest thing. Whether it's the guy who doesn't ever touch the floor or a starter who's sitting on the bench, every single person in that gym is bringing energy. Even to our managers, he preaches, you got to bring energy at all times. It's not going to be, he said in um, one game, I forget which one it was afterwards. It was something along the lines of, if we don't bring energy, no, nothing between the team is going to connect as well. So I think that's a really major point that he brings. And energy, it, it, that's exactly, he had so much energy at VCU, which made him, uh, made him a great coach. It, is there one thing that you don't like being part of the basketball team, being the manager, right? Not everything's all great and, and, and happy. What are some things that you dislike that maybe someone that wants to be a manager uh, needs to hear? Like, what are some things to be concerned about? What are some things that you don't like? The only thing I don't like, but I'm adjusted to now is missing out on social events with my friends because I have to chop film for a recruit due the next day. Or one of the other managers has to rebound for a guy who wants to shoot late at night. 
So it's just stuff day to day that you don't really think about. You're like, okay, it looks glorious. You're on TV, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So I think just getting acclimated um, on missing out on some social events um, can be difficult. But at the same time, if you know how to manage your time, it'll all work so out. So let's talk about that. Could either being a student manager or not a student manager, time management, because you got to balance academics. Like, right, I tell people I had to balance academics and being a student manager and my social life. Uh, and that was in that order, but I was able to do it. And it was all because of time management. So what are some recommendations? How do you balance your time so you can balance being a student manager as well as have that social life? I would just say a schedule. Um, I just keep a schedule on my computer of day-to-day stuff that I have to do. I have a list of things I know I have to do for the basketball team, schoolwork. And then after I get all those completed, mostly at night, um, I can hang out with my friends. So it's really all about balance. And I would just say keeping a schedule so you can track everything that you need to do and just have a list of priorities is really helpful. What's the one big social event that you missed that you were like, darn it, I missed that. I wish I could have gone to that. Um, it was the game. It was the UCLA game. A bunch of my friends were out partying and at a darty, just getting crazy for it. And it was, it looked like it was a lot of people and a lot of fun. Um, but I was obviously in the arena, just getting ready for pregame, getting the film stuff set up. But ultimately this is what I tell my friends when they're like, oh, okay, you're a manager, but how do you still like, why would you want to do that still when you're missing out on these events? And I said, well, after a big win, whether you guys are going out to the bars or going to a party, I can still go into the locker room and just get like the sense of the team environment. So I think that's kind of cool. Let's talk about that. I mean, Marquette has really uh, been playing well in the last four weeks, eight weeks uh, in January. And as you prepare to go into March Madness, what are some things that maybe normal students don't get to see that you are behind the scenes and that you will remember for the rest of your life? Um, I would say the environment after a big win within the locker room. Um, you can see it on the social media with guys jumping around. Um, maybe they give coach, they dump water on coach. It's just an awesome thing to experience. And then afterwards, they're always like bumping music, getting really hyped up. And I just think it's an awesome experience. Who's your favorite teammate to hang out with? I would say Tyler Kolek. Um, he's from Rhode Island. And I'm from Franklin, Massachusetts. So, and he's from Cumberland. So it's about 15 minutes. So we know a lot of the same people. I've played basketball with kids that he's played basketball with. So we just connected right away. And he's just been awesome ever since stepping on Without campus. Without mentioning any names, who's the one player that it's not annoying that might, you know, harass you or give you a hard time, but joke in a joking manner? Um. We do have a lot of jokesters on the team, but there's no one who's ever like stubborn. Like they'll be pulling pranks on the manager sometimes and just like messing with us. Uh, but there's no one ever who's like stubborn or gives the managers a hard time. Like we all have a very good relationship with each other, which is something that I didn't expect right away because we had I think we had eight newcomers or nine newcomers this year. And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a lot of different personalities mashing. Um, together. But it honestly, they connected really well. And Coach Smart is huge on relationships. And I think um, he's done a great job here just preaching that to the team and everyone within the program. So there's honestly, I wouldn't say there's anyone who's like stubborn or anything. If you look on the team, who do you think is going to be professional wise? Who do you think is going to be the most successful when all said and done? Here on the team? Oh, man. 
That's tough. I could see Tyler. I honestly could. I think what he's done, he stepped in as a more point guard role, whereas um, when he was at George Mason, he was more of a two guard who was a spot up shooter. I think he can really create for others like no one I've ever seen as a point guard. He's one of the best pick and roll point guards I've seen on any level. And I've watched plenty of basketball. Um, there's a lot to learn from him. But I would I would probably say I think Justin has a good chance of going to the NBA this year just because of the way he's playing. He's playing outstanding. But uh, I would say the most accomplished could be Tyler Kolek. And the reason why I ask you that, it's funny because you talk about like the commodity in the locker room and the celebrations. There was, there was always one player on our team that after the games, everyone would go get free food with the donors and boosters. And, and there was one guy that always dressed up in a suit and we're like, look at T, look at T Mitch, just like acting all bad, thinking he's all that, but he's like a successful attorney now. And then we, we always bring that story up to him. Like you did your thing and we just hung out in, in one little area to get our free food because coach said, just come up, just come up and just get some food, say hi to the donors. But he always wore a suit right after looking sharp. So, uh, and, and I'll tell you this, Ryan, you, you might not know it now, just be in the moment and soak everything in because the people you meet now and your teammates, you're going to stick with for the rest of your lives. Uh, there's there's going to be some people that are flakes and that you just say hi to and that you won't keep in touch with. But today, matter of fact, tonight, I'm going to the Cal State Fullerton game, Long Beach State game with one of my former teammates and his son. He played in the NBA, Lucius Harris, for the Nets and the Dallas Mavericks and, and the uh, New Jersey Nets. But there, those are some relationships that I still cherish and we still talk about. Uh, when we get together, we'll talk about the stories in college. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? But I gave up a lot too, socially. Um, I remember missing out on a lot of social events, but then because I was in a fraternity as well, I had to balance it, um, but I still did do a lot of things socially. So I know things have changed. Uh, so I, I, I applaud you because I think what you're doing is amazing. And that's why I want to have a bunch of student managers on and, and part of my March Madness uh, episode and series and, and, and covering some of these top universities like Marquette. Um, besides, let's, let's talk about, you know, how many managers are on the team? Obviously, you're on the road today at Connecticut, but you're not traveling. Talk, talk to us about how many of you managers travel and then who stays home, et cetera. Yeah, so currently we have um, nine managers who are in the practice facility every day. We originally had 12, but they had to cut down some because of COVID and guys on the team started to get COVID. Um, so when people when we go on the road, we normally have four managers traveling and it's normally three seniors and one sophomore. But towards the end of the season, they're going to start to do a rotation of some of the younger guys. So they get acclimated um, with how to know or with knowing what to do when you're on the road. Um, so hopefully I make an appearance on the road this year, but if not, it's all good. Um, look forward to it next did year. Did you by chance uh, for close games, did you, who got to go up to Madison for the Wisco game? Um, it was three manager. It was the three senior managers and then one sophomore manager. So that means next year, your junior Wisco plays in Milwaukee, your senior year, you're the same year as my daughter. You'll be in Madison. Yes. Yep. All right. So let's give our uh, audience and, and, and listeners a little sneak preview. How deep 
can Marquette go this March? I think we can make a run for the national title. And Ryan, the reason I, I say this is let let take the goggles off. Let's let's be serious. You are an analyst. You look at the recruiters because I'm a straight shooter. I'll tell like Wisconsin. I only think to make it to the second weekend, and, and and they got Johnny Davis. All right. So let's be let unless you really think so. Now you got to sell me on why you think you could Marquette and Shaka Smart. You have seven losses already. How can you make it to the uh, a deep run? I honestly think we can make a run to the final four. And the reason I say this is because we have all the right pieces to do so. We've recently, we've been playing our basketball yet. We have the most wins against top 25 teams in the country. And when that comes time to March, that's a pretty big deal to be playing at such a high level of basketball and already have those wins stashed in your win column. So I, I legitimately think we can make a run to the final four. Who do you think is the toughest team in the Big East? To play against, I think Providence as of right now is definitely the toughest team to play Why? against. Why? The way they've looked, they just have been swinging on all cylinders recently. When they played um, when they played Marquette here in Milwaukee, they just got blown out of the arena. They got ran out of the gym. But they since then, they've completely rebounded. Um, and I just think they're overall, they're a very experienced team. I think they have four or five graduate seniors. So they have a lot of guys with experience, and I think it's just a great thing to have in college basketball. So I'd say they're the toughest team as of right Yeah, now. Wisconsin lost to them, uh, and that, that was a tough – that David Gallant, I forget what challenge that was. But the Big East, very, very strong conference. Let's get back into Marquette University. 83% acceptance rate, ACT 24-29. Where was your ACT coming in? Um, my, I didn't take the ACT. I actually took the SAT. Um, but for some of my friends, I know a bunch of them had like low twenties, like 22 or 23 on the ACT. All right. So SAT coming in 1120 to 1320 is the range. Do you remember your SAT score? Yeah. So I actually did not do well on the SAT. I got, I think a 960 or 980. Um, so I ultimately never submitted my test score because it's optional here at Marquette. So. You are Diedrich College Communications on the Dean's List as well. So you don't have to have like the ACT, the SAT to make the Dean's List. Yeah, completely. I didn't realize that until college. I like Until I stepped foot on campus, I was like, wow, like I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of managing my time and getting good grades. And I'm getting better grades in college than I am than I did in high school, which is something that's crazy considering my schedule and stuff like that. That's great to hear because my son, I told him, I go, you got to go check out Marquette University. It's in Wisconsin and they don't have a football team. But I said, I got the student manager coming on. Let's sell yourself a little bit now. The NCAA hoops now, because now I followed you. You have over 26,000 followers. You started it when you were 13 years old, graphic designs. What are we doing there? Yeah. So as a seventh grader, me and my friends, we had a sleepover one time and we were just, we always talked about college basketball and high school basketball. That's all we really talked about. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to make an Instagram where I can just talk about it to people. And it was a slow grind at first. I remember getting like four likes and all the likes were like me and my friends. <laughs> and then suddenly in 2016 through 2018, my page just blew up. Um, I've made graphic designs for guys such as Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, um, Trey Young as well. 
And so I just have built connections with guys um, when they start in high school and ultimately now they're stars in the NBA. So it's been a really wild experience. I've matured a lot on the page. Um, I've changed what I've done. I got into journalism. Um, and honestly, my Instagram account has gotten me so many opportunities that has ultimately changed my life. And I'm forever grateful right, for that. Right. So, and then, you know, think about when you graduate Marquette University, I always talk about the alumni network and the, the, the people that you're going to network with. Do, do you not actually know how many alumni have come out of Marquette University? I do not know off the top of my head. Um, that's something I definitely should look into on LinkedIn or something like that. 115,000 alumni that are currently today. Wow. So, because you're what, right? I mean, Marquette University is about 8,000, 9,000. So, you have 115,000 yeah. alumni. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot and then we're going to wrap up. President of Marquette University. Mike Lovell. Yes, you nailed it. And, and that's just all preparation and, and knowing, being prepared. Because when you get for a job interview, you got to know who your, the CEO is. And, and, and Mike Lovell is the president of Marquette University. So, right. Ryan, I want to say thank you very much for jumping on the Student Manager podcast uh, from one manager, from a former manager to a current manager. Keep having fun. Keep hustling. It's, it's a great run. And you'll look back on this in 10, 20 years and say, th those were the greatest times of my life. Because I still, obviously, I named my podcast, The Student Manager. And, and you, you will be bigger than you're doing the right thing. You, you've done an Instagram. And I think you're also the college and high school basketball analyst, uh, analyst as well. Should we share yeah. that too? Because you're, you're doing a lot of things at a young age. Yeah. So I kind of got into writing and journalism through my Instagram. I had an opportunity to write for Adam Zagoria on his um, site called zagsblogs.com, where he covers a bunch of stuff on college basketball and high school basketball. He's pretty popular and he set me up for a lot of great opportunities. So honestly, as a high schooler, if you're looking to get into being a manager, try out everything within the basketball world. And see what you like, what you don't like. That's great advice. My son just finished his sophomore year at Modern Day, a very high elite basketball program. I think he's now going to go into video uh, filming and helping the basketball team uh, either sit on the bench and never play or do something that's actually going to help you. Uh, right. Uh, if you want to right. follow Ryan McMullen it, on Instagram, it's NC, at NCAA Hoops Now. Uh, obviously, we'll tag him on this uh, podcast, but uh, hopefully we'll gain some more followers. Actually, I want some of your followers. So as soon as this podcast is released, you'll have to put it on your on, on your Instagram and say, check me out. I was on this podcast. For sure. Yeah, I'll definitely shout you out. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for definitely, having me Definitely. And I'm sure I'll, I'll connect with you. Uh, we'll keep in touch through this March Badness run. And I'm, I'm in Wisconsin a lot. So when I'm out there, I'm going to hit you up. And then definitely I'm holding you accountable in two years. I want to see you in Madison at the Cole Arena, Cole Center. For sure. I definitely am looking forward to that. Hopefully we can connect sooner rather it than It will later. definitely be. Uh, once again, Ryan McMullen, University of Marquette student manager, joining Fonger News is out.